Hello and welcome to First Impressions, the long overdue podcast that reserves the right to pay its library fines in two Ps. My name is Peter Humphreys, a writer and editor based in Lancaster, UK, and today I'm bringing you a special preview episode ahead of two bumper-sized poetry-themed podcasts that will be with you shortly. Preview episode, I hear you ask, what fresh madness is this? Well, I'm sharing my conversation with renowned poet Jacqueline Safra, ahead of the first poetry special in which she appears because of time, or rather, a lack of it. Simply put, the fantastic events Jacqueline is helping organise under the banner of Poets for Ukraine are coming up this Sunday, the 27th of March, and I want to give you as much notice as possible. While I'm still editing my conversations with an excellent array of poets to whom I've spoken over the last few weeks, you could be arranging to see some of their contemporaries, along with the odd A-list actor, take the stage in London this Sunday. Or else making a pledge so you can follow the whole shebang online from wherever you are in the world. And if you're on a different planet, best stay away for a bit. Come back in another few years, okay. Right, without further ado, let's hear what Jacqueline and I discussed at a slight remove, as you'll hear, due to unforeseen circumstances. There's a lot of those about. Jacqueline, thanks so much for speaking to me today. Uh, when I was planning this podcast, I decided on the theme of poetry, and then mid-recording I came across your organisation, Poets for Ukraine. I wondered if you could tell me a little bit um, about how this all came together and your aims Well, thanks very much for thinking of poetry and knowing that it matters and inviting me to talk a little bit about our project, Poets for Ukraine. It's been a very speedy process, this, putting this together, because we know that it is crucial to get aid to Ukraine as quickly as we can. So this has actually happened in the last three weeks, and it's been quite manic because we have scores of poets taking part and we also have some big names at our gala event in the evening and why do we do this um aims and objectives i'd say primarily it's to help to raise funds but there is also the spirit raising awareness raising aspect of poetry and the sense of community that can come from a group of people coming together to do something good and this is a good thing that we're doing, especially partnering with our charities, which I'll talk about a bit later. And this is taking place on Sunday the 27th of March in London and online as well. Yes, that's right. It's happening on Sunday the 27th of March at JW3, which is a Jewish cultural centre on London's Finchley Road. It will be a hybrid event, so you can get tickets to listen online and watch online um, or to come to the building yourself and be a part of it. The live element of this is really nice to be involved in if you're able to get there but we want to make sure it's accessible to everybody. And how will the events on the day work exactly? The process is that the daytime event will run from 11 until 5 o'clock in the afternoon and uh, it's a kind of poetry relay we call it a, a poemathon. And each poet reads for about five minutes before handing over to the next poet. And each poet organises their own funding, their own sponsorship. And that way we are able to raise quite a lot of money. We're already nearly on £8,000 and we've only been fundraising for about three days. So uh, that's really great news. And can you tell us about some of the poets who are involved on the 27th um, during the day and in the evening? The poets 
we've brought on board um, are a mixture of um, very well-known names and very fine poets who are less well-known, as well as in the evening, some people who are actors or involved in um, various different organisations that are connected with this. Um, we also have some Ukrainian poets, probably contributing um, through recordings, and we'll be reading quite a lot of translations of Ukrainian poetry. Uh, But we hope that the poetry will be a mix of poetry that is bang on theme and poetry that is perhaps more tangential, poems about love, about peace, about nature, that will make us feel stronger. Because part of the reason for doing this is to give us strength through being together. Uh, We have some really great people participating, including the Scottish poet Jackie Kay. We have Gillian Clark from Wales. We have Imtiaz Darka, Naomi Shihab Nye, all the way from Texas. We have Fiona Benson, Hannah Lowe. Uh, We also have Juliet Stevenson um, and also uh, Nick Heitner. Um, so a whole range of people, really. I could go on about names for a long time. We also have Oksana Shur, um, who's the curator of Kiev's Book Festival, and Nicole Yokaba. Um, so we have a whole range of poets, and it's going to be really fabulous. Perhaps you can tell us um, a little bit more about the organisations you will be supporting on the ground um, through the event. Yes, so the organisations that we're supporting very briefly are um, Goods for Good. They are a UK-based charity. They provide food, hygiene and medical aid, um, in this case, to refugees outside of Ukraine, Ukrainian refugees who have crossed the border. And uh, Hope and Aid Direct is a, is a small, even smaller charity than Goods for Good. And they, they say we obtain the aid that is needed right now we drive the aid directly to those who need it. And because they're a very slim charity with a very high number of volunteers, over 90% of what is donated is used for transportation of humanitarian aid and procurement. And their admin costs are very low. We're very thrilled to be working with those two charities. And have you organised similar events to this um, before? Yes, I have. And um, I can't help feeling that everything that we've done before has been connected. So... Uh, in 2016, we did Poets for Refugees. We raised about £20,000 through doing that very similar format to this one. In 2017, we did um, The Persisters, which was a um, set of readings in response to the Me Too movement and raised money for women's aid. In 2019, just before COVID, we founded Poets for the Planet and we arranged a very similar event around climate change, which also included workshops and all kinds of things. Um, and we did that in collaboration with the Society of Authors. Um, worth mentioning that we are also doing this event in collaboration with the Society of Authors, with um, the Poetry Society and with the Poetry School. This conflict in Ukraine has left many people on the outside feeling helpless, angry, despairing, a whole mix of emotions. I wonder if you feel that poetry can help in terms of mental health giving people both a way to express their feelings or have them reflected, and uh, in the case of coming together like this, an ability to do something positive. Yes, I think we're all feeling helpless, angry and despairing, and um, I'm not sure how much poetry can help everybody with that. I know that it helps me. I know that 
that's where I go when I need comfort. I always think that poetry is a kind of a form of secular prayer. And when you think that's where people go for funerals, for weddings, for births, they go to poetry. And I think there is there are parts of the human psyche that poetry can reach that most forms cannot. And they can give us comfort, they can give us support, they can um, galvanise us, they can make us angry. Um, there's a whole range of, of emotions that can be evoked. And, and I also believe poetry can't lie. It can, of course, lie factually and often does, and that really doesn't matter because at the core of every great poem, uh, there's an emotional truth. And I think that is where the comfort or the support comes from for a reader. Worth mentioning as well that, of course, this is a community event. There are a lot of people who feel strongly about the terrible things that are happening in Ukraine, about this war and the unjustness of it and the suffering that it is that is is going on every day and here we are coming together to express our feelings about that that has got to be a useful thing to do especially when you've got the shape of poetry to express those feelings there's been a lot of reporting um about the amazing fortitude being shown in ukraine among people from all walks of life including artists by supporting them from the outside there may be accusations of of tokenism or people just following what's trendy on social media at the moment. But it seems that people have really taken the struggle of their Ukrainian counterparts to their hearts. Do you sense that too? And why do you think that is? There is amazing fortitude being shown in Ukraine. And of course, there is the danger that we we may be seen as people who are taking advantage in some way of this. But honestly, you know, from my perspective, I'm I'm not a soldier, you know, I'm not a social worker, I'm not a politician. Um, and what I have to offer is my uh, network, my tribe, um, and my ability to use words. And so all I'm trying to do is use my strengths to help in whatever small way I can. I think one of the reasons that we seem to have got so emotionally involved in this terrible war is that our resilience is very low. But through COVID, I think we've all become aware that this is a very, very small world and we're all linked together. We're all interconnected. And even if a war seems like it's very far away, as it does from here, because we're on an island, we understand now that borders, even sea borders, are very porous and that we're all at risk. Um, I, I think also COVID, as well as making us very tired, has also given us um, some empathy and compassion for other people and connected us in ways we never thought was really possible. And are you in contact with people on the ground over in Ukraine? We are in contact with a couple of, of poets who are in Kiev and um, Lyuba Yamanchuk and Oksana Shaw have been there. I'm not quite sure where they are now. Um, but yes, indeed. And we have many contacts with Ukrainian poets because that's how the poetry world works. You know, it's networked. And so we are we are um, connecting with Modern Poetry and Translation, who actually had a, a whole issue on Ukrainian poets a while ago and is letting us use some of those poems for the, um, for the reading. To play devil's advocate for a second, what would you say to people who might ask what the purpose of poetry is? in times of crisis, beyond the fundraising, how would you respond to someone saying, 
right now we need action and not words. Of course we need action and we need action much more than we need words. But I think words can also help. If you think about poets being imprisoned by totalitarian regimes, you can see that poetry has a power um, to change hearts and minds. And the Russian dissident poet Anna Akhmatova, of course, wrote her long poem Requiem about Stalin and the Yetz of Terror. And she had to memorise it because she didn't dare to write it down. And when it was smuggled out of Russia, it really brought the issues into the open. It really changed people's views. It really brought the reality of Stalin's regime um, to the outside world. I'm just going to read you a little bit of that poem, actually. During the frightening years of the Yetzov terror, I spent 17 months waiting in prison queues in Leningrad. One day, somehow, someone picked me out. On that occasion, there was a woman standing behind me, her lips blue with cold, who, of course, had never in her life heard my name. Jolted out of the torpor, characteristic of all of us, she said into my ear, everyone whispered there, could one ever describe this? And I answered, I can. So um, you could say that is action and words put together. So for people outside London, how can they get involved in Poets for Ukraine and show their support? Um, If you're outside London, you can get involved by donating to our charities. um, And you can also join us on the day virtually by um, donating a small small amount or a large amount, whatever you can afford to uh, get a ticket. And then you can tune in all day and into the evening because... Uh, This is a hybrid event, as I said, so that we allow access to all. And as a poet yourself, uh, how do you react to these world-changing events? Do you need time to absorb them? Or do you find yourself writing in reaction to the things unfolding around us? Ah, that's a very good question. I am a poet, and how do I react to these world-changing events? Well, someone described my 100... Um, lockdown sonnets, which was what it says on the tin, a a sonnet a day during the first lockdown. Um, Someone called it uh, applied poetry. And I think um, for myself, I'm quite good at reacting very quickly to things. Not not all poetry works like that. And since I completed that project, I've been quite frustrated with going back to the normal process of poetry, where a poem can take years and years to emerge. But during that time, it absolutely kept me going through that first lockdown to have this this steady project that I needed to be getting on with every day. Of course, it didn't end there and I carried on um, revising after that, but but, uh, it definitely held me together. And now is a very interesting record, I think, of those 100 days. So I think it's different for all poets and some can come up with things really quickly others need more time and for myself I'm a mixture of the two and is there a poem of your own that might be apposite to share with us here so um because of what I've been talking about um the hundred sonnet project and the um emotional connection that we can achieve through poetry and the idea of poetry being a secular form of prayer I thought I would read you sonnet 56, which I wrote on the 17th of May 2020. And uh, the Sunday Express said on that day, Britain on fast track to virus recovery. I'm lost. 
the daily entry still unwritten, a fractious day reaching its close. I sit and slump and scratch my life, submitting to the possible, the empty page. Damn it. But look, the morning walk rolls in, the song of tree and bird is working in my ear, duck eggs are hatching underneath the sun, and I remember poetry's a form of prayer. I bless this room, this pen, this wooden stool. I bless the struggle and the inner light, my absent gods, my disbelieving soul, my heart in free fall and the hands that write the loosening, the body's sure revolt against the mind. These tears, salt, sweet, salt. Thank you very much for having me. It's been really lovely to answer these questions. Huge thanks to Jacqueline for giving up her time, both for the podcast and as a driving force behind a very worthy cause. Please help out by supporting those organisations trying to alleviate the suffering in Ukraine. Uh, If you can, they are called Goods for Good and Hope and Aid Direct. More details in the podcast info. If you're unable to help out at the moment, just keep doing whatever it is you do to make the world a better place. I've seen you. That's why I love you. Bye for now. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. See you in a few days. Bye, bye, bye.